Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Thursday, January 21st. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here solo for the next four days as our man Andrew Hansen is taking a little family vacation. So safe tra travels to the Hansen crew, and I hope they have a wonderful time. Um, excited about these next four days. We have some great slates coming up. We start today, this Thursday, with a three-game NBA slate, and I think there's some really good uh, players that you need to roster and a couple of good value plays uh, that we're going to add to the mix. So um, I'm going to go a little bit deeper on the breakdown today, see how uh, everybody enjoys uh, what I'm going to uh, add to it since we have three games, uh, gives us a little leeway. I uh, really want to take a look today at usage for each team uh, because now that we've got a dozen games under our belt, we're starting to get a little bit better feel statistically uh, for where uh, where everybody's at, who's getting the ball. And obviously, all we care about in DFS is usage and opportunity. So the more they have the ball in their hands, the more they can get an assist, a shot, etc. So we'll look at that a little bit. I did want to uh, say I just a few minutes ago FedEx delivered my brand new DFS Coach Talk hoodie, so I'm, I'm sporting that today rather than the the normal polos that we wear. Um, and great stuff we've got. Uh, if you go to our website DFSCoachTalk.com, uh, we uh, utilize a company called Squad Locker, and they do the best work, and it's the most uh, you know really quality materials. And we don't mark it up a penny. We want to let, you know, get the DFS Coach Talk stuff out there. So the prices are really good. So check them out, uh, squadlocker.com, and then just uh, search for DFS Coach Talk, and we will come up. So I'm not completely solo. I've got my friends here still, Coach Wooden, my, my mentor, Mr. Dirk, of course. And then I'm, you may have heard of those guys, Michael and Kobe. So... We're all here together. We're going to bring uh, bring out all the information we can on this three-game slate uh, that's going to help you uh, take it down. Uh, as far as yesterday goes, you know, again, I'm always an open book uh, and, sh and uh, always share, uh, you know, results, good, bad, or indifferent. And it was not my best day yesterday. Uh, just got a little hoodwink there on a few of the, the players I thought would step up even better, as in Bam and Sabonis. But uh, man, it was a, a crazy break the slate kind of uh, day with uh, uh, Kendrick Nunn was phenomenal. Uh, I watched Colin Sexton down the stretch in the double overtime game with Brooklyn, and he was absolutely unconscious. I mean, three in a row that he made were, were just you know, impossible. They were all heat checks and they all went in. It was, it was amazing. And, uh, you know, and then we had uh, Capella just totally go bonkers too. So weird night, strange slate, putting that behind me, really excited about today uh, and getting a real good hot streak going. Uh, my goal on these four solos is to just go 4-0, welcome Andrew back on Monday and say, hey dude, we're 4-0, let's keep it going. All right, we've got, again, a three-game slate. Two of them are on TNT, and uh, we have a 7.30 and two 10 o'clock. So that will give us an idea of uh, what we're working with. 
Okay, first game on the slate is the Lakers and Milwaukee. How's that? Not bad. Uh, that's the best game of the night. Um, as far as injuries go, Milwaukee looks good. Uh, the Lakers, they keep spoofing the NBA, and they have, believe it or not, they have LeBron listed as questionable. He's playing against Giannis, I guarantee it. And then they have uh, also a tag on, on KCP and Davis. Uh, I, I can't imagine with everything I've read that any of those guys are going to sit. So this should be a pretty full complement for both sides uh, with their key players. So I'm excited about that. Uh, you know, a little motivation for the Lakers. I'm sure LeBron will point it out to the squad. They're underdogs in this game uh, for the first time this year. Milwaukee, uh, based on the betus.com.pa uh, odds, uh, just pulled these up right now. We've got Milwaukee minus one. So there you go. And the total is by far the highest of the three games. It's 229. So again, feature game, TNT game. By far the best uh, uh, over/under. It's going to be a highly owned game, and I think you have you definitely have to have exposure here. And uh, not not an issue for me to, to go to this game as will everybody else. But picking the right guys uh, may be a helpful point as well. Um, right now, defensive efficiency uh, efficiency wise, <clears throat> the Lakers have moved back into first. And Milwaukee is ninth. So, you know, regardless of the high number there, both teams can defend. But on the good side, uh, as far as stacking this game, Lakers are 16th, but moving up in pace. And Milwaukee is sixth. So you have a top 16 there. So I think that gives us a little bit of a, uh, a look into that. And uh, uh, we'll you know, really be additional help for us in building our lineups. All right, once uh, I'm going to go to a statistic today that I'll start utilizing more and more, and I think it's helpful and uh, want to discuss that. So uh, big shout out to basketballreference.com. They're amazing. They're advanced stats. You can look up everything. Uh, and one thing I really like to look at now, <clears throat> excuse me, that we have a big enough sample size is just flat out usage. And we, now that we've got most of the guys on the floor for these teams today, you know, sometimes if a main player is out, you got to pull them out and look at the usage that way. But I've already got it all set with the players that are in today and want to talk about uh, usage because I think some of it is a little bit surprising and uh, hopefully it will be helpful. All right, for the Lakers right now, uh, you've got LeBron, number one, of course, at 32%. Um, AD's only at 25%, which is lower than his norm. So I thought that was interesting. And then not too far behind him at 23% is Dennis Schroeder. So his price has stayed pretty low. We've been able to utilize him a lot. And usage-wise, it really shows that he's getting it done. Um, then you have a pretty substantial drop. <clears throat> to 19% Montrez Harrell and Kyle Kuzma, uh, which isn't bad. When Kuzma's in, a lot of times uh, it's without uh, AD or LeBron or at least one of them, and he does get some look. Uh, KCP, who gets a lot of ownership, is only at 14%. Market, uh, Markeith Morris, 13%. Alex Caruso, 13%. Marcus All, 10 
So next time I'm trying to slide Gasol in for a cheap center, I'm going to think uh, twice about that. Wesley Matthews, nine, and Andrew Hansen's favorite player, Jared Dudley, at 1%. So I don't know, maybe Andrew will fade him next time. We will see. All right, on the other side of the ball, <clears throat> let's look at the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, no surprise here, Giannis, 347 Dominant usage. He's been that way for his last two uh, MVP seasons, and he's following in, uh, following it right in suit. Now, the guy that's uh, in a good spot that has been smashing a lot of slates is Chris Middleton. He's second at 25%, which is a very fair number. I think that uh, you know that keeps him in high consideration for most games. Then we dropped to 19% Drew Holiday, which isn't bad. It's a, and I was figuring 15, 16, but he's at 19, so he's, uh, you know, doing a decent job. Uh, here's a guy that's interesting, Bobby Portis, when he's in there uh, with those crazy eyes and going after like a maniac, he's he hustles, man. But when he's in there, and I know he's missed some games, but he's 18%. Dante DiVincenzo, 16 and then backup point guard DJ Augustine's 15. Brooke Lopez is only 14, which I thought was surprising. And those that like to take a flyer on Pat Connaughton, he's only at 12. So that gives you a little bit better idea <clears throat> of you know who's getting the ball, who's gonna have a chance at the most DFS points, and hopefully that helps. Uh, I think this game will be super competitive. I'm certainly gonna spend a good majority of my uh, salary on this game. I, I don't think you can go wrong with uh, a cheaper Schroeder or Holiday on both sides. Now that I've looked more into the statistics, uh, Holiday is growing with usage on that team. Um, you know, LeBron or Davis or Giannis, you've got three of them. Uh, you can make it work with these other two teams to put two of the three in there. And, you know, you may need it, and I, I think that that might be the best play. Uh, you There is some value that we can find in some of these other games, but um, certainly you got to play one of the big dogs in this game, and if you play two of the three, uh, you, you know, we, we have a few value plays we'll bring up here. But if I had to rank the three right now, um, I, I would rank it, believe it or not, uh, LeBron, uh, then Giannis, then Anthony Davis, um, in that order. I mean, we for me, if I had to pick uh, three guys in the league that were the best interior defenders by quite a bit, of course, it would be the Stifle Tower, Gobert, and Utah, and then these two guys, Anthony Davis and Giannis, because they really protect the rim. They get bodies on people. They alter shots. They block shots. So, you know, my concern there is, are they going to negate each other a little bit defensively? Well, maybe to a little bit uh, or some point, but they're both such superstars that, you know, they're still going to get there. So, you know, the question for me will be LeBron, who I, even though he's listed questionable, don't let that bother you. You know, do I want to go LeBron and one of the other big dogs? Or the second option, which I think will be fairly popular, as we saw with Middleton's usage, he's playing the best ball of his career. He really is. Statistically, you look at it, he is, is off the charts to where he's been. 
So, you know, the alternative there is if you want to go a little cheaper uh, to get that correlation on the Milwaukee side, I think Middleton is an absolutely fine play. So <clears throat> maybe 2v2, Schroeder, James, Holiday, Middleton. I know it's hard to win a three-game slate if we take both Davis and Giannis out and they blow up, but you know they're both going to do well, but it's, it's you know, all weighing the salary compared to how much, you know, how well they'll do because, you, you know, you can't fit them all in and you don't want to go, you know, have a, a really good Lakers-Bucks game and then have just dog meat left for the second two games, uh, the, un, the undesirables as we call them, but uh, I think there's good plays in these other two games, so let's get to them. Second game on the board, New Orleans at Utah. BetUS.com.pa odds have Utah minus seven. Uh, Pelicans have been struggling a little bit. Um, the over-under here is 216 and a half. As far as defensive efficiency, the Pelicans are down to 21st. They've been sinking like a rock. And uh, Utah is fifth. As we know, they always play tough D. Here's the issue why I don't like this game a whole lot, except maybe one or two guys uh, as probably a one-off here, but 26th and 24th in pace. So you would think the Pelicans would push the ball. You know, I think Van Gundy's trying to get them more of a semblance of offense. So there is a lot of passing going on. Utah's just always going to grind, grit and grind. I mean, they've got Mike Conley, so, and, and this team sometimes reminds me of the old Memphis Grizzly days when he and, and Gasol were, were there. And, you know, jazz games are just not always the best um, to roster because there's a lot of people that, that get, uh, you know, <clears throat> the pace slowed down and then it, it becomes a lot different scenario. All right, let's look at that usage for these two teams. Very interesting here as well. Um, almost a dead cinch tie for the Pelicans. Zion Williamson is 28.8 and Brandon Ingram is 28.5. So you got to love that. I mean, those two guys, obviously, I've rostered both of them on times be, at times because the pricing isn't bad. <clears throat> on this slate with this heavy Lakers-Milwaukee game, um, you're, you're going to have to probably decide between one or the other. Uh, if you want to go with either, I mean, you can pass this game, which is a possibility for me. However, I do have a third guy. This is one of the value guys I want to bring up. He happens to be third on the team in usage, and he's only been playing regular uh, minutes for about three or four games max. <clears throat> it's 25% usage, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. And I heard rumors two days ago based on a lot of chatter on, on Twitter and everywhere else that the Pelicans are thinking of trading Lonzo Ball and just mo moving Nikhil Alexander-Walker into that, his spot. And I'll tell you what, <clears throat> I know Ball's, Lonzo's a good draw, but I've, I've been touting Walker for a long time. Uh, the year before last, uh, we were at the NBA Summer League in Vegas, and he just tore up that league. I mean, the guy can score at will. He delivers the ball well. He just, you know, as a rookie at that time, he was turning it over a little bit too much, but he's getting control of all of those pieces, and he is not shy. I mean, he gets shots up with the best of them, and, you know, that's an element sort of that he has that Lonzo doesn't. 
He's fast. He's young. Um, I really like him. I think that the commitment for his minutes is there. Even though Bledsoe's back and Lonzo's back, I think you're going to see Walker continue to get his fair share of minutes. And he's definitely in that rotation and his price is right. So he is one of my favorite plays today at that number. And I think you're going to be able to count on him a lot going forward. Excuse me, let me take a real quick drink here. Thank you. All right, so now there's a pretty steep drop-off here back to Lonzo at 19, Bledsoe at 18, Reddick when he gets in there at 17, Stephen Adams barely touching the ball, he's 13, so not always the best uh, pay-down center spot if he's not touching the ball. And then uh, Josh Hart at 12, so that gives you an idea. Really, you know, Zion and Ingram are dominating the ball, more minutes Walker gets, he's getting a big chunk of that as well. So that gives you a good feel for that side of the ball. Now, if we look at <clears throat> the uh, very confusing Utah Jazz to how they win so many games, a uh, lot great coach for number one, but you've got a, a pretty dominant guy here in Donovan Mitchell at 31.5. Uh, he not only has highest usage on this team, but if you watch their games and it's close in the fourth quarter, it's like give it to Donovan, clear out, he'll make a determination to pull up jumper, take it to the hoop, or if he draws a double, he'll kick it to the open guy. I mean, it's all you can eat Donovan basically every fourth quarter in a close game. Here's a guy that I like today, and I know his price isn't cheap, but it's not expensive, and he's been so consistent and he's been hot. And that's the, believe it or not, second highest usage rate on the Utah Jazz, Jordan Clarkson. He's 27.1. He gets the ball. He shoots the ball. He penetrates. He is tough. So I think he's a really solid play on a consistent basis against teams that have uh, some speed and get the ball up and down the floor. Next on the list, uh, we drop to Mike Conley at 22. Bojan Bogdanovic at 20, not bad. Uh, Interesting one here when you're desperate for a value play. Uh, George Nyang has a 17.7, which isn't bad. He doesn't get a ton of minutes, but man, when he's in there, he lets it fly. And he's been more and more in their rotation. So I'm not going to use him today, but you know, when, when we have a scenario where we need a real buy down guy that we think can get us a good 20 plus. Uh, DFS points. I think Niang sort of, especially in GPPs, has to get a look. Now, believe believe it me, it's shocking. Gobert's below him. He's just barely at 17%. So those people that pay way up for Gobert, you know, I'd never do because I just don't think he's in their offensive game plan. They very seldom get him the ball. They will run some pick and roll lobs for him, but teams know it's coming most of the time and will collapse on that or double it down. So, you know, Gobert gets all his on the glass and blocking shots. And, uh, you know, if you catch him on the right game, yeah, he could do well for you. But consistently for the price he is, I I generally don't like him. And and this really concretes my thinking as far as he goes. Uh, The rest of the guys, just ancillary guys, Ingles, 16, Favors, 14, 
Royce O'Neal eight, so that not somewhere you want to normally go, <clears throat> and that uh, sort of fills out that aspect of it. Okay, we have one other late game, uh, and that is the Knicks and Golden State. Before I jump in that, though, I do want to mention um, a couple of things real quick. If you're watching this on uh, YouTube, please right now hit the thumbs up. Hit that little alarm button up in the corner. That gives you an alert every time a podcast of ours goes up. And then, of course, subscribe to us uh, in the bottom side over there. Uh, hit that subscribe button. That really is important to us. It moves us up in the algorithm on YouTube, helps us get a little more views and more people involved. So we really appreciate that. Um, if uh, you're listening to us audio-wise on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, pretty much everywhere you can hear a podcast. Take a second on those sites where you can put five stars like iTunes, put a quick comment. We really appreciate that. And then uh, Twitter, follow us on Twitter. We're at DFS Coach Talk. We're constantly putting out uh, contests. We just gave away two weekly passes yesterday or day before yesterday. Joe Stan and Tyler Pitzer do a great job running that whole sec uh, segment of Coach Talk for us. And there's a lot of engagement on there. They'll pin a tweet with an offer like that. And all you have to do is like, retweet, and subscribe to us on YouTube. And then you qualify for these free giveaways. So we'd love to have you do that. If you want to contact us directly on Twitter, I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Andrew is at Language Olympic. And Mr. Shane is at D-E-T Sports Shane. Uh, excited for this week. We've got PGA that... Uh, He's off here shortly for this week at the American Express. Should be a great tournament. And then, of course, uh, we have Andrew and Shane coming to you with the NFL uh, slate for the championship games this weekend. <clears throat> Sorry about that. But still, ramifications. I can't quite shake this, uh, this chest thing. So we're getting there, though. I think that's it. Um, that's what I wanted to mention. Please uh, jump in with us anytime, dfscoachtalk.com. We, you know, we're really rounding in a form with all of our sports. We have a great community, and we have that great offer. It's $149 to jump in from now to April 1st. And if you do any sports wagering and you're not, you haven't deposited at betus.com.pa, you can go on there, put in uh, $149 into your BetUS account, which you can bet on sports. And just use the promo code COACHTALK, all one word, no space. Then we're informed and you get a free membership with us through April 1st. I mean, you can't beat it. You got your shot to, to win some money on sports gaming. BetUS is the best in the industry. And then you've got uh, some nice free Coach Talk until April 1st. All right. <clears throat> New York Knicks, Golden State Warriors. Golden State is four and a half point favorite, uh, 215 and a half. So again, you have 215, 216 on the later two games and the, the much bigger 229 number on that Lakers-Milwaukee game. Right now, the Knicks are sixth in the league in defense. So how about that for Mr. Thibodeau? And Golden State is 11th. They have really uh, done much better in that area. They were at the bottom of the, the chart last season. As far as pace goes, we've got the combination of the slow and the fast, which one wins out. 
Knicks right now are playing the slowest pace in the league, just like a Tibbs team normally does. And Golden State is all the way up to third. So huge pace-up game for the Knicks. Not that any game is a pace-up game for the Knicks, but that that helps. Uh, giant pace down game for the Warriors, which does not. All right, let's go to uh, this usage index and see what we've got at this point of the season. Okay, for the Knicks, as expected, Julius Randle's first at 28% usage. Definitely has his hands on the ball a lot. Um, second, this is really interesting, and this could be a great value grab today. I need to do a little more research on it, and I'll post it up. But Alec Burks returns today for the Knicks. And when he's in the game, very small sample size, but he's done this at in Cleveland and Utah and different places. Alec Burks is a 25% usage guy. So you know, if he's going to get substantial minutes, which may be difficult, that's why we got to dig in and look at it. Because, you know, the emergence of Emmanuel quickly playing alongside Elf and R.J. Barrett has created, uh, you know, uh, some really good uh, results. So the question is, does Burks, you know, squeeze into that? And is he only going to get 15, 18 minutes? I wouldn't play him today because of his first game back from this. But you got to watch him because if he can get that 25 to 30 minutes in the rotation with his, his general usage number, and this proves it out, uh, he's a playable super value guy. So keep an eye on him, but not today. The next guy, believe it or not, I, and I couldn't believe this, Emmanuel quickly is higher at 25% than R.J. Barrett at 23.5%. So that goes to show you that this kid, when he's in the game, uh, he is going to be involved. He, and he's not just a jump shooter. You know, his uh, penetration pull-up mid-range game is beautiful. He delivers the ball well. What a, what a great uh, pickup for them uh, that wasn't expected to be, uh, uh, you know, a contributor. So, you know, with him at, at 25%, if he's going to stay in this rotation with big minutes, I read today that Tibbs said that he is talking about in the future playing Elf and Quickly in the backcourt together. They ha he hasn't done that much lately. It's basically been Quickly coming in for Elf. But he physically stated it today, quoted. And so, you know, that's really exciting for uh, people that want to roster quickly. Now, he's not the cheapest. He's already gotten some respect from DFS. But he's been paying off his uh, number 567X uh, consistently. So that's a guy that's, that I'm very interested in. Here's a guy that I've used that this is a little discouraging to me, and that's R.J. Barrett. He's a 23 and I expected that number to be higher. Elf Payton is also at 23. So really, you know, Randall's the main guy getting the ball. And then you've got this group of guards with Quickly, Barrett, and Payton that are all almost dead even. So now you put Burks back in the middle of that. And the fact that they're the slowest team, I'm, I'm not really excited about rostering those guards uh, until some of that rotation shakes out a little bit clearer whether they're going to start quickly now or whether, uh, you know, they're going to get Burke's decent minutes. So let's watch that for a while and, and not go crazy with it. Uh, after that, really, there's nobody, I mean, again, we know 
Tibbs plays like six guys of 47 minutes. I mean, it's crazy. But and, and this shows too, the bench just awful. I mean, Obi uh, Obi Toppin, the rookie, isn't getting any type much of a run yet. And Lakeen has been hurt. Uh, Kevin Knox sparingly. And those guys are all like 12% usage, 15% usage. Austin Rivers has gotten big minutes, but he's only 15% usage. And then this, this is amazing. And this tells me right now, I am not playing Nick centers for the near future. And this is this, this is a true stat. Here we are, decent amount of games. We've got 13 for Nerland's Noel and Mitchell Robinson 15 games played. So that's a, a big enough sample size. Would you believe that Nerland's Noel is 11.2 and Mitchell Robinson is only 11? They don't run anything to him, for him. They don't get him the ball. Everything that he creates is rebounding and shot blocking. And it's just amazing. So, you know, his price isn't cheap. And Noel gets a decent chunk of minutes. Robinson's been a little dinged up. But at 11%, I don't will not touch either one of those guys with a 10-foot pole. So, all right, let's go on to our last team as far as usage index goes. And it is Curry. And I guess if I said to uh, Curry, there it was Golden State. I was going to say, I, I, if I told everybody who's the top usage guy for Golden State, it would be Curry. It might as well call him the Steph Curry Warriors. I mean, let's face it. So he's at a nice, robust 33%. Got to love it. Always has <clears throat> his hands on the basketball. Always usable. Second, though, shocker. Again, James Weissman, 24% usage. Now, he... For some reason, they're not giving him big minutes. He played 18 two games ago. He played 25 last night and did great. Um, Weissman is an up-and-comer. I, I think this kid has great potential. And I'm sure Coach Kerr is just trying to bring him on a little slower to you know, make sure he's not overwhelmed. I mean, he played three games in college. So he's basically a high school 19-year-old or playing in the NBA. But this kid has massive upside. And I think you're going to continue to see his minutes and usage grow. The fact that it's 24% now, I would have been dead wrong on that. I would have guessed like 16, 17. So certainly somebody that at a cheap price too at center that we want to consider, including today. Um, Andrew Wiggins is next at 23. You know, we know he's up and down. Kelly Oubre, who's finally finding his rhythm. He's had two games in a row better just Stop shooting three for a while, Kelly, and do the rest of your deal. He's at 22, uh, and, you know, he's going to stay a really consistent contributor to this team. Uh, Pascal, 22, hit and miss. And then off the bench, you just have a bunch of guys somewhat unplayable. Baysmore, 14, Lee at 12. Here we go, Draymond Green. Andrew, if you're driving to your vacation spot, Draymond Green is only 11% usage. Now, we know he can do a lot of different things on the floor stats-wise, but if he's only 11% usage, that is a little bit scary, even at a cheap price, because you're going to get those games where he has 14 DFS points and sinks the ship for you. And that is it. <clears throat> that is the breakdown and the usage. Uh, definitely let me know on on uh, YouTube or Twitter if you like that piece being added to the mix. 
Um, I think that it, it gives us a little bit better insight on, you know, who's getting the ball, what's going on out there. And uh, hopefully that helps you uh, build your team. So sort of a cool night tonight where, you know, it's been uh, follow the news, you know, and try to get your lineup in at the last second every day because with the COVID cancellations and all the changes, it, it gets crazy. But we actually have three games here that look like they're all going to play. We don't have COVID problems, knock on wood, with these three. So we should get a, a good feel for, you know, what you want to build. Keep an eye on ownership today. Uh, keep checking things, you know, uh, for our members in Discord. We'll, you know, be posting a lot of information in there like always. Uh, it's a 7.30 first game today, so we'll be in there at 7 Eastern uh, to get our lineups together and get everybody on the same page. So we'd love to have you at, at DFSCoachTalk.com to join us. And I uh, really hope you enjoyed the podcast today. I'll be back again tomorrow. Big slate tomorrow. I like bigger slates are better for me. So I'm very excited about that. Um, so I hope you join me again then. And I hope you crush it tonight in DFS. And we'll see you again tomorrow. Have a great one.